Well, good Saturday morning, everybody. It's December the 4th, and my title today is Awe-Filled or Awful. When it comes to feeling awful, porn addicts may not be at the top of the list, but we're nowhere near the bottom either. I suppose there are people who feel worse, especially if something terrible has happened to them, like the death of a loved one or or being paralyzed from an unexpected accident. I know a man whose teenage son went to the front door of his house and opened it to see his neighbor standing there on the porch. And for some reason, the neighbor was holding a gun, and he shoots the boy. The bullet passes through his neck, and he has had to live the life of a quadriplegic. I believe he's now in his 30s. And I suppose there have been times, perhaps even daily, monthly, or even yearly, where he has felt awful and with good reason. But wait till you hear the rest of his story. So what makes you feel awful? What do you do when you feel that way? Perhaps you are in the sin cycle where you feel awful And so you turn to porn to feel a little bit better. However, that only makes you feel worse. And so you go back to porn again because you're feeling awful. That's the sin cycle. Normally, when we find something that harms us or causes us pain, we only need to learn that lesson once. Pain and suffering can be very good educators. Our brains remember the pain such actions have caused us and will tell us when we're in danger of experiencing that pain again. Like the time I wondered if I could hold the blades of my mom's blender from turning once I turned it on. (laughs) I just have to look at my hand and see the scar, and I'll never do that one again. The problem is, sometimes Harmful actions come as a desire, and they come in disguise. And after we've been fooled enough times, that action becomes an addiction. Not only do we know it is hurting us, but we justify and rationalize it away, telling ourselves, that's ah, no big deal. Come on, just one more time. And you know what? Nobody's going to find out. Until someone who loves us, or for whom we work, finds out. And it is a big deal then. And we hope and pray that there will not be another time. And lo and behold, many people find out. And our addiction has filled us with a seemingly permanent state of awfulness. A man named... Bruce Marshall, in 1945, wrote this in his book, quote, The young man who rings the bell at the brothel is unconsciously looking for God. So what is it that you're looking for? Is it success or power or money or fame? No, mostly, most of us are just trying to get by. And we want some help to cover up the internal reality that what we are getting 
is not good enough. But like the hamster endlessly racing on the running wheel, there is no prize at the end of the event, and we find ourselves feeling worse than before. Isn't it true that what we really want to find and feel we need to find is awe? But like Johnny Lee wrote in his song, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces, searching their eyes, looking for traces of what I'm dreaming of, hoping to find a friend and a lover. I'll bless the day when I discover another heart looking for love. And so we wander around for almost all of our lives looking for love. We want to be loved and we want to love somebody else, hoping that we will always be loved. But there is no other person that can do that consistently and effectively for a lifetime. You know, about half of all marriages fail because they were expecting to feel awe-filled, wonderful moments like when they first began to date. And instead, after years go by, they're feeling awful. At the heart of the issue is that there are many things in life for us to try. They might be fun or even thrilling for a time, but they never truly and fully satisfy. They are a taste that vanishes the moment we swallow, a thrill ride that stops when the roller coast ends, or a relationship that sours and instead of working at it to keep love going, we start looking for love in all the wrong places. See, we're looking for something awesome, truly awesome, deeply awesome, continuously awesome. And the only thing that can fill that bill is God. And the only one who can completely fill the hole in our soul is Jesus. Because only God and Jesus are truly awesome. They are all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise, and completely holy. I have this sense that if it is true that only God is fully awesome and worthy of us being in awe of Him, then He needs to be our lifetime pursuit. He is what we're thirsting and hungering for. And he tells us in Psalm 34, 8, quote, Taste and see that the Lord is good. So I have to ask you, how close do you need to be to something to taste it? We can see things from afar. We can hear things from afar. We can even smell things from afar. But touching means we at least have come within arm's length. Ah, but tasting means we're actually touching it with our tongue. And we cannot know truly the reality of something unless we taste it. And every time we get close enough to God to see or hear, smell, taste, or touch, 
we experience awe and we're deeply moved and profoundly moved and we become a little bit more transformed. My friends, Christianity is the realm of awesomeness. God, who is completely awesome in every way, demonstrates his awesomeness in many ways, but we don't see it even though it's all around us. Psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of God, but we miss it because we're too busy on Netflix looking at the third rock from the sun. Feeling awful sucks, but experiencing the greatness of our God is truly awesome. This next week, we're going to learn more how to experience the awe of God in our lives every day. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday. Take care, and goodbye.